Hey, welcome back to Yotes Bites, your favorite sub-series from the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. I am your host, Haynes Evans. Join with me is Grandy. We are back tonight to hopefully get through a pod that was sadly not finished, did not record about almost two weeks ago when we last recorded it. We recorded a trade podcast talking everything about what we thought could end up happening, who was the first player to be traded. It did not go through, sadly. We did not get it. Here we are two weeks later. We do have some trades to discuss tonight. We also have some dream scenarios to talk about of who we want to see get moved. We have some players who could be getting caught up we're going to talk about. We have a little bit of everything for you all to talk about tonight. But before we get started, Grandy, how are you doing? It's good to be talking to you and all that. How are you doing? Doing good. You're sounding much better than last night, man. It's good to hear you back to full health. So, uh... But yeah, just doing good, stitching around, waiting for the Maple Leafs game to start. Sounds good, sounds good. And yes, I am doing much better. Thank you for asking. I would tell our listeners they could listen to last night's episode to hear how bad I sounded, but last night's episode, as far as we know, may have not recorded anything. We do not know what's going on with our uh, systems right now. We may be moving to a temp- uh, different uh, streaming platform going forward with the Chirpin' Yotes podcast and with y- uh, Yotes Bites, your sub-series here. But uh, nevertheless, let's get into some hockey talk, some Coyotes talk here, and let's get going on trades. So two weeks ago, Grandy, we had hinted at who we thought was going to be the first guy traded. We had a lot to talk about at the time who we thought was going to get traded. We mentioned names such as Jacob Chikrin, Phil Kessel, Travis Boyd, Car Hutton, I think, was actually brought up by one of us. Johan Larson, we hit on a lot of names of players who we thought had, could have been moved. Ryan Zing was on there, too, and Alex Galchenyuk. Since then, we have had quite a couple trades happen with the Coyotes. We have had quite a couple signings happen with the Coyotes. Nick Ritchie was moved uh, to Arizona from Toronto in return for Ryan Zingle, who is now in San Jose, and Ilya Labushkin, along with a choice of either a third or fifth round pick, if I'm not wrong there. Um, Carr Hutton was also moved in a deal to uh, Toronto, but he is on a condition, and part of it, the trade condition was that he is allowed to remain in Arizona with his family and be and play in Tucson, and he will be on an emerg- on a basis with, you know, if the Leafs need someone, they can call him up. Other than that, he is going to stay in Tucson and be with his family. Uh, the Kai's also made a minor league deal with the Bruins, so Coyotes have, you know, pulled two trades so far, you know, still probably also going to be some more to happen here, uh, and, you know, and also before we go into trade talk here, the Kai's made some contract signings, they brought Chas Boyd back for two years, they brought uh, O'Brien back on a deal as well, and they also brought Dyson Mayo back on a deal, so the Coyotes... Brought in a couple pieces uh, back for next season. Some guys that we maybe didn't think were going to come back. Chaz Boy was a shocking one there. O'Brien was kind of a shocking one there. But uh, they also reward guys like that with Mayo on good terms. But, Grandy, let's get your mind and your thoughts here on everything. What do you think and make of all the trades that the team has happened? Are you shocked that uh, some of the guys that we were on our list two weeks ago are now not on that list anymore. They're now either being rewarded or they're not on thoughts of being moved anymore. I just want your kind of uh, mindset on everything so far. Yeah, so the pick that we got back from Toronto was a conditional second that could be a third. It's a second in 2024. I'm sorry, it's a conditional third in 2023. If we want to take that pick, it's our choice what pick we get. If we choose not to do it, then it becomes a second in 2025. So 
we'll see how that plays out. We'll see which pick we get. But uh, either way, I mean, I did not expect Labushkin to be the first guy traded. Um, I don't know about you, but it was. I thought it was a nice return. Nick Ritchie has fit in pretty seamlessly to this lineup, and well, more picks equals better. Um, we have a lot more. Well, we should have a lot more picks coming in between taking on some bad contracts and moving out players over this trade deadline in the off season. But uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. I do like the fact that we kept Travis Boyd. I don't know what we would have gotten for him, but his contributions to the team and to what he's done to help Keller and Schmaltz have the years they're having is worth way more than whatever pick we would have gotten back for him. So I am glad to see him stay. Uh, aside from that, I don't really know if there's anything else worth uh, mentioning. So um, yeah. yeah, let's get on with it. Let's, uh, let's talk about who we think we can go, and we're pretty much in agreement with three names. So we'll talk about those three names specifically. Yeah, no, before we get into that real fast, you know, I, I do want to throw in there real quick that I was in the shock too. I would not have thought Ilya Bushkin would have been your first guy getting moved and, you know, from Arizona. And he was, and, you know, wish him the best of luck going forward. Um, I know anybody has mixed views on who they think won that trade in the day. I think it was a very balanced trade. And, uh, you know, those guys will be facing off against each other again tonight. It's going to be, you know, just couple weeks after that trade happened through, Ila Bushkin's about to go on against the Coyotes, and Nick Ritchie's about to come in and, and face the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's going to be a good game, and and I like your insight there on all the uh, on the contract negotiations and, you know, all the contracts that have just – extensions that have just happened. I think everything uh, – you know, I think the guys are going to be a really quiet team. You and me both hit at that before we started this uh, – the Yotes Bites episode here was that I think this team is going to be quieter than people think they are at the trade deadline. I think a lot of the pieces that they – we're going to move have now been brought back. And I think a lot of the guys that we thought were going to be moved are now also not only being brought back on deals, but they're now being put on the no movement list. So I think the Coyotes really don't have many options, but this transition us perfectly into our next segment here. And that is the three guys that we both believe we have the same guys here. So we're just going to hit all three here together. The three guys that we believe are most likely are going to be moved by the Arizona Coyotes, whether that is at the trade deadline or that's in the season, most likely the trade deadline here. We will start with Jacob Chikrin because he is an interesting case here. We do not know um, what the situation is still. He could not be moved until the offseason. He could be moved in this trade deadline. He could not be moved at all. I know that doesn't seem like possibility, but it could be a possibility at the same time. But, uh, Grandy, we're going to start with you here on Jacob Chikrin. Uh, first off, what do you think? Do you think he's going to be moved? I know you had some thoughts on beforehand before we started the episode here, but do you think he gets moved? And what would you say the return for a guy like this would be? And who do you think is the best option out of the list of teams that are calling for him? Yeah, so uh, I think I'm going to say I'm 50-50 on if he gets moved up the deadline. Um. I think it become it became more likely with the Rasmus Ristolainen signing simply because it took another defenseman off the market, and there's not a whole lot of them, or at least quality ones available. Not that Ristolainen is a quality one, but a lot of teams seem to think he is. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, just uh, 
we can't say enough good things about Chikrin and what he's done here. It's going to be painful to see him go if he does go. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, this is all very if and very speculative. Yes, we're not insiders. We don't have any sources. We don't have anything like that. We just read and listen to podcasts. Well, I, I'm a little insider. I wouldn't call myself full blown out out it, not insider. I'm I'm a little insider. I know a little bit with people within the team, but I don't have any sort of secrets to give anybody. I haven't heard any sort of speculation on what the deal actually is there. Uh, and I'm not going to false, you know, I'm not going to spread any false information here. I, we, I really don't know what's going on. I really have not heard anything from inside, inside sources of what's going on, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. If he does get traded, it's going to be a really stinging blow to the coyotes. Uh, we all remember Garland, this offseason he moved. That was a stinging blow for Titans fans. And same with, you know, Darcy Kemper, even though those were trades that were going to happen. And, you know, it's going to really hurt with Jacob Chikrin because I think he's just growing more and more. And as of recently, he's really been getting his groove into the season. But um, that was great stuff there, Granny. Let's move into our next guy here, and that is the man, the myth, and now the dad. We, uh, do you want to talk about any potential landing spots we have for him or any potential yeah. return? Or yeah, No, let's get some landing spots here. My bad. I did not hear you. I did not hear if you had said some or not. And actually, no, let's tell him some landing spots. The man, the myth, the legend, and dad can wait for a second. Um. Yeah, who do you, what do you think, Granny? Who do you think is we know the list of teams are calling for Jacob Chicken Services? So, so we do have a question from one. Yes, of Tyler. So about who our dream deadline acquisition would be. So we're just going to cover that in this topic here. Legend of Tyler, I have no idea who that could be. <laughs> um, that sounds familiar. But uh, yeah, so as much as it kills me to say, as much as. I hate saying this, and it kills me with every fiber of my being. To me, the best team we could realistically trade them to is the Los Angeles Kings. Yep. Alex Turcutt is the best piece that's potentially available, and no, the Florida guys aren't available. Lundell and Spencer Knight are not available. They're not coming here. We can quit our pie-in-the-sky dreaming. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it's Alex Turcotte, and then they have a bevy of other prospects that they can fit in there with him. Um, and to me, the most important piece that should be coming back in a chicken trade is the prospect, more so than the picks. We, if you trade chicken without getting a good center, or I mean, a really, really good center or defenseman prospect back, I think you've messed it up badly. Um, so, I have Alex Turcott, potential top six center, um, good two-way game, good speed, good creativity. Uh, just hasn't had an opportunity really to play at the pro level because he has so many guys on the Kings ahead of him. Um, and then, like I said, there are other prospects that they can throw in are the best available out there. They have the best prospect pool. And it's one we would like to pilfer. So what about you, Haynes? I know you were pretty close to me on that one. So, Yeah, you know, um, I think as much as you said, Granny, as being Kais fans is is painful, but I think most likely option is Jacob Chikrin. If he gets, gets moved, it's going to be Los Angeles. You know, he offers you – LA offers you exactly what uh, Arizona is looking for. They have the best uh, available offer to give back to Arizona. And, you know, it, it will hurt if he does get moved there to see him play for a rival like that. Um, 
they do bring a lot back in that trade that fans should be happy about and really could, like we said before, Grandy, of the right trade could take a year off this rebuild. Getting the first overall pick this year in the draft or next year could take a year off the rebuild. So bringing guys like uh, those in in return for these players is going to sting for these you know fan favorites, but these returns for guys like Chikrin, if it happens, are monumental and they really do help the team in the long run. So he's a big one there and, you know, Lundell was also my dream. It's not going to happen. But, you know, fans, if it does happen, you should be excited for Turcotte. He uh, played the World Juniors with um, with Zegris, played Cole Caulfield, played with another Kings prospect and Arthur Kaliev, and with Spencer Knight from the Florida Panthers. So he's comfortable with those guys he played with. He's played with all those guys. He played top-line minutes there with those guys. And, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table. You know, like you said, he's going to take maybe a, a little longer to, you know, transition to his NHL game. But he's a really great player. He's impressing a lot of people where he's been playing at now. So I think it's a win-win situation if it ends up happening. I think he does help the Coyotes down the long term. But that's all I want to give there. So now let's transition ourselves over to the man, the myth, the legend, and the recently new dad himself, Phil Kessel is the next guy on this list. Phil Kessel, before we start, I just want to say congrats to you, man, on having a baby. Um, I also, or to your wife on having a baby and all that. I also want to say congrats to you for able to keep this, the Ironman streak alive. Playing a shift to keep the Ironman streak alive is absolutely nuts. Played that shift, hopped right off the bench, got onto a plane, and he there he went, right back to Arizona. And he is going to be playing tonight, so... Uh, Congrats to you, man. But, uh, Granny, what do you think of Phil Kessel? This is a tr- guy that we knew at the beginning of the season was going to get traded. He had asked for it during the offseason. He's, you know, 33. He wants to go play for an Stanley Cup before he retires. He's not going to do it in Arizona. He's had a good season so far. He's third in the team in points right now, I believe. Uh, what is your thoughts on our well, watching? He is now fourth because now I'm pretty sure Nick Schmaltz has jumped him after Nick Schmaltz crazy last week of two games of hockey. So, what do you think of Phil Kessel? Uh, where do you think he maybe could get moved? Who do you think's calling on him? We haven't heard much about him recently in trade speculation. Uh, just what's what's your inside and what's your uh, thoughts here on Phil Kessel? I think Phil Kessel is a day of the deadline move. I don't think you'll see anything really happen or even rumors happen ahead of time because where he could go is going to be an absolute mystery. You could pick... 12 teams out of the hat and if each one probably has about an equal chance of trading for him because what he's going to provide is a veteran presence who's won in the playoffs before who can help you out on the power play and give you minutes as long as you shelter those minutes somewhat that aren't going to hurt you um he's a shell of the player he used to be and that's 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 a huge Kessel fan. That hurts to say, but he's just he's going to help a contender in the playoffs more than he will anything else. So, like I said, any team that's looking like they're going to be in the playoffs has an opportunity to trade for him. It's all about which one does he want to go to, which one has the cap space with us taking fifty percent of Kessel's contract to take him on, and which one is willing to give us the asset we want to do so, which sounds like it's a second or third round pick. Um, Aside from that, I really don't have much. I mean, it's just going to come when it comes with him. And 
this is the one name I'd be willing to guarantee you is gone at the end of the deadline. Yeah, no, I agree there. That's, you know, it's great stuff there. Yeah, Phil Kessel is definitely the guy on the Coyotes that is, you know, 100% is going to get moved. It's no secret. He's already told the team begin before the season started that he wants to be moved. He doesn't want to be a part of the rebound. And that's completely understandable, but he has handled it very classy this year. He has not, you know, been moping around, waiting to get moved. He's been playing very hard. He's been playing his butt off. He's been playing really good this season. And, you know, hopefully as a recent with his recent good stretch of play, teams are looking at it and teams are maybe now starting to give a call about what they want for him. But like you said, Grandy, no one's really – there haven't been really many reports going around of teams that have been interested in him. I think it really is going to come down to – Whoever's in the playoff is Kessel's going to look at teams and say, "These are the list of playoff teams I think maybe I'll take a deep run. These are the teams I'd be willing to go to." And you know, it's really just going to be a workout between both sides, and you know, another team of you know taking honestly fifty percent of his salary and retaining that there, and you know, just find the right situation for him because he he doesn't want to go for a team that's going to get bumped in the first round of the playoffs. He doesn't want to go get knocked out. He wants to you know make a deep playoff run because he doesn't know how many more years he has left. So you know, we don't know what's going to happen there. He's an interesting one, but we can. With 100%, no inside source needed, we can 100% conclude to y'all that he is going to be moved this season, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, next week. He's going to be, by the trade deadline, he will be not on the Arizona Coyotes anymore. And, you know, wish him the best of luck wherever he goes. But let's get into our final guy here. We are going to go with Johan Larson. Johan Larson has six goals, nine assists, 15 points this season, and 29 games played. He has not played in the past month. As he's been on a, uh, he's on the injury reserve with a lower body injury, so he has been out. He is expected to return for the NHL trade deadline. Teams are calling on him. This is a very good centerman. He does boast a lot that he could bring to teams. Granny, I'm gonna let you go here though because you have a lot more insight on him and you're you believe a lot more in what we can get in return for this guy. So I'm gonna let you take it here on uh, Johan Larson. Yeah. So depth centers are always important. Third, fourth line guys who win face-offs, win puck battles, do the little things you need to win, kill penalties, and has some offensive upside at least. At least enough that he's not going to hurt you in the offensive end. Um, th- this guy is going to be, again, on demand by every single team in the playoff hunt. It's just, that's why I think he's the second most likely Coyote to be traded after Phil Kessel. Yeah. He can be healthy just in time for the trade deadline. He started skating again recently. Um, so I don't see any reason he... It's no to keep him from getting moved. It's just... Again, where does he go and for what return? I'd have to assume that return's going to be a third-round pick. Maybe a fourth. Or a fourth, maybe a third. Hopefully yeah. a third, but uh, more. Th- I'm guessing it's going to be a ah. Oh, that's tough. Let's say a third. Yeah. No, that's a yeah. That's a good one. Can't really really give you any list of teams here because, like you said, he's been injured, so we don't really know what teams have been calling. There obviously have been teams calling, but they're probably not as very high volume right now. So they have not seen him play in a month, but um. There are definitely teams that are interested in him. Like you said, Grandy, a lot of Stanley Cup, you know, making deep runs in the playoffs relies on having very good depth centers, good depth, uh, you know, bottom two lines there. And, and he brings a good depth center. You know, he's a great depth center. He can also play down wing and all that. He's, you know, you can use him all over the line and, you know, and, and 
winger or in center there. And, you know, he's a versatile player and he brings a lot to the team. And I think he's uh, he'd be a really good piece to add to a team that's looking to make a deep run. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, let's get into our final subject here of the evening for Yotes Bites here. And let's talk about, you mentioned this last time, since then we have had some guys get called up, whether that be permanent call-ups, temporary call-ups. But also, as we know, this team is going to trade players. Players are going to get moved on this team. Maybe not as much as we originally thought it was going to be, but guys are going to get moved on this team. We know guys are going to get called up. Guys are going to get injured. So there's going to be guys going to be playing in. So far, the Kais have had their fair share of call-ups this year. Kyle Capabianco is getting called up this year. Vladislav Kuliachonik has been called up this year. Dyson Mayo has been called up this year. J.J. Moser has been called up this year. Victor Soderstrom has played some time up this season. We have also seen Matthias Michelli, who scored his first goal against Ottawa, get caught up this year. We have seen Hudson Fashing get caught up this year. Jan Yannick, the list goes on and on and on of guys who have gotten call-ups this year to come play in Arizona. They have n- no shortage of guys this year on guys who have gotten chances to come up and play with the Coyotes this season. And, you know, a lot of those guys have been really well. Dyson Mayo, as we said, reward with the contract. J.J. Moser's been playing out of this world this season. He seems to be developing very, very nicely in Arizona. Matthias Michelli uh, did write an article about him that came out yesterday in the few short, you know, in the three games he's played so far, he has looked very good. They're not rushing him into anything, which is great for prospect development. He also looked very good in Tucson this year, was named Rookie of the Month twice in November and in February, and just was averaging 1.33 points per game, which is insanely well down the HL. He was on a tear, laying all rookies in points. But the Coyotes do still have some interesting guys down in the AHL. They could still call it this year. Obviously, Jan Yannick, Victor Soderstrom, who are obviously most likely going to end up being key. Maybe not key parts, but they're going to be pieces to this Coyotes rebuild going forward. Have gotten some looks this year. They are back in the AHL right now. Other guys who can get called up this year, Boko Omama, uh, Michael Carconi. There's a lot of guys, Ivan Prozatov. There's a lot of guys who could still be called up this season to play or maybe get a roster spot. Going with that, though, Grandy, who would you like to see that's not on the roster now if you had to pick someone or some couple people here to get caught up and permanently in the season on the team right now? Who would you look at and say to you, if I had to pick two or three guys from the HL that have been pressing me that I know Unique's one of them, most likely, if you had to pick three there, who would you say deserves a shot in Arizona to come play up and finish the season? I'll be honest, it's going to be tough for me to come up with three. But I do have two names. Yanni uh, Anik, obviously. I mean, we all saw that coming. <laughs> I was the Yanni I was a Yanni Anik fan club leader for how many years on Twitter? <laughs> um but uh, aside from that, Mike Carcone, I think he deserves a shot at the big leagues. He's oh, yeah. had a phenomenal year down there, been a part of the phenomenal top line we've had with Yannick centering him and Michelli. Uh in fact I think it would be interesting to see that line reformed. I think that would be, oh, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, those are my two names. Aside from that, I don't really know if we have any forwards that really are looking like they should come up. And when it doesn't look like we're trading any more defensemen, unless Chickren does get moved. So I don't think Soderstrom would come up. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, if Chickering gets moved, that does open up a slot for him. But as of right now, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I guess those are my three names. Soderstrom, Yannick, and Carcone. Perfect. I will go here. I 
being someone who's written a lot about Coyote's prospects in the last few months, I have, and you know, just in this past this season so far, I have quite the list of names. Some guys I didn't mention here that you might be like, oh, I forgot about him. There's a couple guys on here that think the guys could look at. You know, Mike Carcone is definitely one of them. Some guys that were not mentioned, Ryan McGregor is not having a bad season right now in Tucson. Ben McCartney is another guy who got a call up this year that I can believe could get another call up this year. A guy who next year could get a call up, considering he is injured right now, season-ending injury. Liam Kirk could be a guy who gets a call up next year to Arizona. Cam Deneen, who spent some time with the Kais this year, could potentially be back in Tucson this year at some point. Cameron, or back in Arizona, Cameron Crotty could get a guy that could get caught up at some point this season. Ty Emerson is another guy who could get a call up this season. So there's a couple guys on that list. Um, the Kais, you know, definitely have some options down the HL to call up from. Um, you know, they have some pieces up there now, uh, and they've worked out really well. They still have some pieces down here they could still call up. So there's, um, a lot to be excited about. A lot. Uh, I've said this before in a lot of articles. The Coyotes really, their rebuild does start through Tucson in developing those prospects down there. So the guys they have down there now, while maybe not all of them will ever see, you know, time playing in the NHL, there is going to be guys that are going to get call-ups this year from the Coyotes that are from the NHL that could end up being long-term pieces to this team. Um, you know, like Ben McCartney and, you know, and Jan Yannick and, you know, Liam Kirk. There, there is guys on this, on this lineup down here that aren't just HL players. There are prospects that are, you know, developing right now in Arizona and they do have, you know, the chance to be something special going forward with this team. But, you know, there's a lot of guys here and a lot of fans should be excited for the future starts. You, you do live in Arizona. So you, you should definitely go catch a Tucson Roadrunners game. Those guys really are, you know, the, to some, the HL may just seem like minor league, but you know it is the stepping stone for a lot of you know prospects trying to get to the next level to you know make it to the NHL. So a lot of guys down there to be excited about and all that. But Randy, do you have anything else you want to say here before we wrap up the show? Oh, I think we covered just about all of it. Um, yeah, just thank you all for listening. Thank you for hosting this with me here, Haynes. Yes. Uh, looking forward to the trade deadline. Fast on March 21st. So look for us to put something out either the night of or the next day. We're going to try to do something for it. But uh, yeah, thank you all very much and have a great one. Yes, thank you to everybody for coming in for episode two of Yotes Bites, the subseries of the Chirping Yotes podcast with me, Haynes, and Grandy. We do appreciate y'all coming in, tuning in, listen. We do hope this episode does get recorded and makes it to publication. Otherwise, we are going to go ballistic on the recording uh, software we have here. It's going to drive us crazy. So hopefully this goes through and y'all get to listen to talk to us, talk some Coyote stuff. It is interesting, good time right now to be a Coyotes fan. Team has looked very good recently. They are about to start the game against the uh the Toronto Maple Leafs. But with that, we will say adieu. Thank you so much to everyone once again. Thank you, Grandy, for joining me. We look forward to hopefully coming back next week or in the following week after with another episode of the Yotes Bites. But until then, y'all have a good one. We will talk to y'all later. See y'all.